You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 67 with Angie Gross. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, are you feeling overwhelmed, not motivated, maybe even lazy lately? Do you feel like you're an emotional eater? Do you eat when you're sad, stressed, or happy? Well, today we have life coach Angie Gross on the show to walk us through why we really need to fix our mindset first if we really want to lose the weight and keep it off. We chat about the thoughts we have and how it influences our decisions to lose weight or not. She shares with us the steps she has her clients take to start the process of losing weight. We break down different types of ways we eat. For example, fuel, storm, fog, and joy eating. She also shares with us that we shouldn't just settle as moms. It's so easy to accept that we are moms now when it comes to our weight and post-baby bodies. Angie really encourages us that we can get whatever results we desire. Lastly, we talk about being creative when it comes to self-care and not just about getting pedicures, but more about just taking time for yourself, whatever makes yourself feel better. So if you have been feeling like you're in a rut lately and maybe sabotaging your weight loss goals, I hope this show inspires you to really get honest with your thoughts and get to the bottom of why you are emotionally eating. Let's go to the show. Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So I love to start off every show with an icebreaker. I really do love to travel and I want to inspire moms to travel as well. So so what is your favorite vacation spot that you've gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. I would have to say um, traveling Italy, mainly Rome, was probably my favorite spot to travel to just because of all the history and the culture. The food is amazing over there. Um, yeah, I have nothing negative <laughs> to say about Italy. Yeah. When when did you go to Italy? We traveled Italy in 2012. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's on my list for someday. So did you go without kids? Yes, yeah. just my husband and me. Yes, yeah. It just seems like such a great romantic trip. I know several people who have gone recently and it's definitely on my list. So did you stay in a hotel or did you stay in like a Airbnb type place? No, we did hotels. Is there anyone that you would recommend that you just absolutely loved? Um, I can't remember any of the names. There was one we stayed in Milan. Yeah. That wasn't too far from the train station that I would highly recommend. It was kind of a uh, a last minute booking. Okay. But yeah, it was really great. Awesome. Well, let's get started. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, where you're from, how many kids you have, and then how you got to where you are today? Okay. Um, my name is Angie Gross. I am from Bismarck, North Dakota. I have one son and one on the way due in May. And I became a life coach because I started out um, as a personal trainer and I realized something was missing with people. I realized that they weren't exactly motivated. They weren't seeing the progress that they wanted to see. They ultimately had these results in their mind of what they wanted, but they just couldn't get there. So when I discovered life coaching, I realized this is the missing piece and I decided to pursue life coaching. I love it. And you know, the reason why I wanted you uh, to be on the show is because I want to help moms with 
you know, having a different perspective on weight loss, especially after having kids, you know, and I think so many people think it's just calories in and calories out, but it's so much more than that. You know, most of the time it's more of a mental thing. And once you get a grip on that, then, then I feel like it's calories in calories out and you can just focus on the dieting. But, you know, if it was just if it was just about the numbers and stuff like that and and there was no mental component, I think everybody wouldn't have weight issues or whatnot. But I think there's just such these mental blocks or something that's going on um, that's really kind of creating a challenge for moms to lose weight. And so this leads me into my first question. Um, what do you tell your clients about their mindset when it comes to losing weight? Well, what I mainly tell them is it all starts with their thoughts. So many of us think that, yes, it starts with a diet. It starts with exercise. It starts with that magic pill or that special routine that we have to get into. But really, it just starts with a thought, something that simple. For a lot of people, that's really hard to grasp that concept. Yeah. And so like when you say that, like what what do people normally um, think of when you say that to them? Like, if you can like give us an example, um, when you're starting out with a client and you're sharing this information with them, um, what, what does, what comes to mind when, when you mention this? Most of them think it's just another fad diet or it's just somebody trying to sell them on another weight loss routine. And most of them don't even think that it's going to work until they actually experience the coaching for themselves. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. And I know that you're all about listening to your body in regards to eating. Now, I will say that some people have been eating in autopilot for so long. So, you know, or they're emotional eaters and they can't really listen to their bodies. So how can you help us to start listening to our bodies and not get confused with boredom and anxiety or, you know, even loneliness? So listening to our bodies, listening to those cues of when our stomach is grumbling or when our mouth is starting to dry out and really listening to those physical sensations of hunger versus how emotionally that we're feeling that we may just think that we're hungry. A lot of times we're eating, like you said, because we are bored and that comes from a little bit of fog eating, not even realizing that we're actually eating in that moment until after that bag of chips is gone or that bowl of popcorn is gone. Oh, that's interesting. You called it the fog eating? Yeah. Okay. Um, are we going to go into that later? Like you explaining yes. all that? Okay. So that leads me into something that you um, call the model. So can you explain to us what that means and what that actually looks like? Yeah. So the model, um, if you can imagine like a scale going down at the very top is our circumstances and our circumstances, those are the facts of a situation. So a lot of times we say, I'm feeling sad because that person hurt my feelings. But in reality, the circumstance of the situation is we just have a person that said some words. And that person, when they said those words, triggered thoughts within us. So we may be thinking, um, why did that person say that to me? They must not like me. And then though those thoughts then created our feelings of sadness. And feelings, that's just a vibration in our body. And our feelings then create our actions or inaction. So some people may tend to withdraw, tend to shut down, or actually taking action or some sort of a behavior. And those actions then create our results. 
And our results just provide evidence for our thinking to be true. And so, that is the model. Yeah. So how did you come about all of this? Like, and, and, and what made you, you know, to decide, like, let's dig into this. I know you were saying that you were training people and that you wanted, you know, you realize uh, these people aren't just losing weight working out. So how, what, what made you, cause this is pretty deep stuff. So, you know, um, what made you think like, you know what, we really need to dive more into the psychology aspect of things and really kind of figure out, um, how we can help them so that they can be successful. Also, I was just um, thinking if you could explain a little bit like what you do with your clients in regards to the model, like if you could give us an example so that people could kind of get an idea of how it works. Okay. So um, to start at your, at your first question, sure. I, I learned the model from my mentor, Brooke Castillo. She is with the Life Coach School. That's who I went to to get trained. And, um, the model with her, she has break broken it down to be so simple that anybody can understand it. And when I was personally training people and I was finding that the feelings people were having weren't motivation, it was more, they were feeling deprived. They were feeling lazy. They were feeling overwhelmed, even the stress, the anxiety, and when she broke down the model in her podcast and looking at, oh, it all starts with a thought. So what are we thinking why we're feeling that way? And when I can identify what somebody is thinking, so they may be thinking, this is hard. I would rather sit at home. I've got too much to do. I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. Those types of thoughts were creating those feelings. And then those feelings generated their action, or in this case, the inaction of not wanting to exercise. So even though they ultimately had that goal in mind of I want to lose weight because they had these thoughts that this is too hard or I can't do this or I don't want to do this, that was sabotaging those results. Yeah, I totally get that because I feel like it is so easy to want to do it. But then when it comes down to it, you are like having to deal with all your feelings and it's usually not saying, hey, let's go work out. So what, what, how do you get people then to move that direction that they need to go into? Like if they're feeling, I don't want to work out. So how do you get them to shift? Mm -hmm. So I, I start with, I don't believe that anyone should work out because they have to, because if you feel like you have to work out, you have to do something that's going to generate those negative feelings, right? So if we can move to the point of, I enjoy this, so only working out if you truly love it, you're going to want to do it more. So with me personally, I was always thinking I had to run three miles every time I went and worked out. And I dreaded that workout every single time. Even though I did it, I still had a result of some form of struggle. It wasn't until I learned to love to exercise which I found that I enjoy walking and listening to audiobooks and podcasts, that I would feel more motivated to go work out. I wanted to do it more. And I actually had a much better result because I enjoyed it versus dreading doing this run. So do you feel like you had a better result because you found yourself doing it more? Because I know a lot of people could be thinking, oh, really, you're, you're walking versus running. Um, I mm -hmm. feel like, you know, the people that are very 
all or nothing, they're like, you have to run. Like, how can you lose weight walking? It's going to take forever. So for you, how did you notice that you were getting better results walking? Well, think about it. If you go into a workout and the entire time you're thinking, I hate this, how effective do you think that workout's going to be? Even if you are running, even if you're lifting heavy weights, how effective is it really going to be? Because you're not going to have the relaxed muscles. You're not going to be thinking in those muscle groups to actually build those muscles. I know a lot of personal trainers, they talk about, you know, put your focus on whatever muscles you're working on right now, and you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. Well, if you're dreading your workout and you're not even thinking about that, and all you're thinking about is hurry up and get done, you're not going to have an effective workout regardless. Sure. But now, if you're enjoying it, like my walks, I may walk farther. I may walk longer mm-hmm. and doing it more often because I enjoy it. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. And, you know, um, for me, I like classes. And so I, I find myself really enjoying it, the camaraderie around it. And especially if there's really good music and <clears throat> it's a lot harder for me to do things that are are not that, you know, because it's just like, well, you know, I could stop earlier, you know, I'm not doing it with a group of people and, or if the music's not that great, you kind of just lose motivation. So I totally get what you're saying. Now, how does this work though with eating healthy, you know, and eating good? So imagine if people kind of have negative feelings towards, you know, just eating lots of vegetables and all that kind of stuff. How do you help them to shift? Because if they feel good eating cookies and you're like, well, that's not going to help you lose weight. How do you get them to shift so they start liking the better foods so that they, you know, start getting into a habit of eating that more than the other stuff? Mm -hmm. So a big thing with listening to your body, you can eat almost anything that you want. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy. And I know I'm not just referring to eating cookies and donuts and cake all the time because that's what feels good to you. I mean, ultimately, we know what is good for our body, what is going to fuel our bodies and just getting into that mindset that this is truly what I want and I need to figure out a way to find joy in it. Mm. So our food doesn't necessarily have to be boring, right? If we don't like fruits and vegetables, like we can definitely add seasonings to it. We can add maybe gluten-free bread to the meal or, you know, making those healthier, those healthier options available to us. Yeah. I like that. Cause I do feel like everybody's kind of like forcing themselves to eat certain food, kind of like what you're saying with working out. And then it just feels awful, right? Then you're Mm -hmm. so mad. And then I think what happens is you binge on the foods that you really, really want. And then you feel awful just kind of like mm-hmm. with working out, if you're dreading doing it, then you don't do it. And then you feel bad for not doing it. And so it's this whole vicious cycle. So I, I really, I do think that's such a big um, deal t- when it comes to being successful. So you guys, we've talked about having a different mindset when it comes to losing weight, listening to our bodies and talking about the model. And Angie has even more amazing tips for us. And I can't wait to hear more of those. But next, a word from our sponsor. Hey, you guys, did you hear episode 64 with Heidi Powell from the TV show Extreme Weight Loss? Well, Heidi and her husband, Chris, have created this amazing app that I personally use and love called the Transform app. Not only does it have amazing workouts that you can do both in the gym and at home, it also has a super flexible eating plan that tracks your customized macros. 
But on top of that, they want to help you improve your mindset when it comes to your weight loss. So they created life lessons into the app to walk you through each week to help you with the mental component of why you want to get fit and lose weight. So make sure to go check out the Transform app at thetransformapp.com and they are running a special deal until the end of January 2018 for 40% off your first billing cycle. All right, you guys, we are back with Angie and we have been talking today all about being intentional with our eating in order to help us get to our goals. So next up, we are going to be discussing different types of eating. So Angie, now I know that there are different types of eating and I'm not quite sure what that exactly looks like. So can you share with us what the different types are? Yes. So one that I kind of mentioned already is fuel eating. And that's eating foods that fuel our body, that make us feel good. And from fuel eating, then also comes storm eating. So a lot of us will end up binge eating. And that's something like if you're stressed or you're feeling anxious and you just want to eat something because it makes you feel good. And not feel good physically, but feel good emotionally. Then there is fog eating and fog eating is something similar to when you're at the movies and you're eating popcorn. And before you know it, the movie's done and the entire bowl of popcorn has gone, or you're sitting on the couch and watching a movie. And before you know it, the entire bag of chips is gone and you don't even realize it until your hands hitting the bottom of the bag. And then we have joy eating and that's exactly what it is. It's eating food for pure joy. So something like eating a cupcake or enjoying some cake on your birthday, you're doing it for pure, pure joy. And it's not something that's going to fuel your body or make you necessarily feel good physically, but you're doing it out of enjoyment. And it's good to add those joy foods into your diet, just because then you're not feeling that that deprived feeling of what a lot of people feel when they are on a diet. They're being told, I can't have this food. And so they're wanting more of it. But if we allow ourselves 10% of the time, to enjoy a joy eat, then we won't feel that deprivation and we're more apt to stay on course. So what do you feel like with the clients that you've had, where do you feel like they are eating most of the time? I would say once they start listening to their bodies and they figure out what foods are fueling them instead of the ones that are making them feel kind of icky, I want to say most of my clients are in that 90% range of fuel eating and 10% joy eating. And what would you say they were starting in? Was it more storm or more fog eating? With my clients, particularly fog eating is Mm. what's been. And I think with moms, it's easy to do that. Oh yeah. Get home from work and we're cooking supper and here we're snacking as we're cooking and our kids are screaming in the background and they're hungry and we just kind of want to tune out for a little bit. And so we're just Yeah. Eating mindlessly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now storm eating is when you're eating, when you're stressed. Is that what you were saying? Yep. So I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of moms kind of like at the end of the night, like I feel like they either have like their glass of wine or they're having whatever they want to eat. Now, would that be a storm eating or would that be a joy eating? And how would you differentiate those? Because you know how like the end of the day, you're like, ah, I made it. Now to me, I feel like that could be joyous, but I could feel like that's also a stress reliever. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? 
So I would consider that definitely a storm eat. Um, a joy eat is something that has been planned at least 24 hours in advance. Oh, okay. I, I actually even teach my clients, if you can wait four hours in advance, even 30 minutes in advance, mm. most of the time those feelings will pass in that 30 minutes and you'll, you know, come to the realization, okay, I really don't want this. Um, I would rather just go to bed or whatever it is at the end of the night. Yeah. Well, and especially just talking about moms, right, and doing things either storm eating or eating in fog eating, you know, and I think including new moms, especially, I think it's so hard to take care of yourself. And then years go by and you think to yourself, what happened? You know, and I've had that. I've had friends who have a lot of kids, too. So, I mean, that's many years that have gone by and they just kind of feel like my body's falling apart. I don't know what's happened because they've been so busy and now they can kind of get their head up above water. So what do you think about self-care and it relating to moms having a hard time losing that baby weight or even you know, just life weight, right? Like for me, I don't gain a lot with pregnancies, but I don't let go of that weight while nursing. So then it's like, if I stopped nursing when, you know, my youngest was two, I'm still holding that extra weight yet. She's now two, but because my hormones and whatever, like a lot of, or some people can be like, oh, I nurse and that's how they got thin. And I'm thinking, no, my body for whatever reason is like, we need to hold on to every last ounce because you're making a lot of milk. And I did, I didn't have any milk issues. And I just felt like my body was like, we are not letting go of anything. So what do you, what would you recommend for all the moms out there that are just having such a hard time with self-care and they're also just beating themselves up for not losing the weight? Yeah. So I had a very similar story to you where I didn't lose the weight either um, while I was breastfeeding. And um, I actually held on to that weight, I want to say for about a year after. And I got to the point where I started to settle, right? Like I think a lot of us, uh, us moms get to that point where we settle and we start to just accept, okay, I'm a mom now. This is just how I am. And we don't take a look at that self-care, but just bringing the awareness back that no, you don't have to settle. You can get whatever result you truly desire. So if you want to go back to your baby weight, you can do it. If you want to lose, you know, bypass your pre-baby weight and lose an extra 15 pounds, you can definitely do that. So to just not get stuck in that mindset that, okay, I'm a mom now and just settling. Yep. You definitely don't have to stop there. What do you, what, what are some ideas that you give to your clients for when they're starting the journey uh, for self-care? I tell them to get creative. So with my son, he hates going to bed at night. And so we do about an hour worth of rocking during that time. And I get creative and I listen to an audiobook while I'm rocking him. Mm. So I don't necessarily have to go out and get that pedicure or that massage. Like that's not really the type of self-care that I'm talking about. Right. What I'm talking about is just taking a little bit of time for yourself, even if it's just taking a bath, right? And closing the door and listening to some music, like that is good self-care. Um, going and getting your hair done and dressing up maybe for the day, that's good self-care. Whatever makes you feel good about yourself, just get creative with it. And who knows what your brain would come up with? Yeah, no, I do like that. I would always, when I would nurse, you know, and I think some people would think, oh, if you're nursing, you know, maybe try to do other things or be very intentional. But for me, um, I just liked watching my favorite shows. And so... Mm -hmm. 
Uh, because I do feel like that's why some people really are like, I don't want to keep nursing because they just feel like they're losing so much time, right? Nursing. And it's, yeah, well, if I felt like I was just staring at a wall, you know, and doing nothing and, you know, I was like, no, I can't do anything else but this. I could see that. So just kind of like what you're saying, and it may not be TV or whatever for um, some people, but like listening to a podcast or audio with um, earbuds in, you know, if it distracts the baby or something. So I do think those are really good points. Um, Angie, I love the idea of thinking about your future self. And I know you're all about this. So when it comes to looking and feeling your best and, you know, thinking ahead, what what is your thoughts on this? Can you share with us this exercise you this exercise that you have your clients do? Yeah, I have them envision what their future self looks like. So when they're at their goal weight, how do they look? How do they feel? How are they thinking? And then to start thinking and feeling from that place now is the big thing. Yeah. So because if we can start thinking and feeling from that place now, we're going to get those results that much quicker. Yeah, I love this. Uh, so my husband and I went to a Tony Robbins event and one of the exercises he has you do is you think about 10 years, 20 years, 30 years out. And you think about like, if you're still going on this trajectory, what is that going to look like? And it really can kind of wake you up because you're like, whoa, like, because you, you're only thinking about now, right? But like, if you think, okay, if I keep staying on this path, what is that going to look like? 20 years from now. And I feel like that's kind of a wake up call, you know, if it's not the direction that you want to go. So I feel like it helps you to kind of see, well, this is what I want to look like when I'm this age. So I think that's a perfect exercise to do, especially when trying to think about like your health goals, your fitness goals and so on. So Angie, we are at the end of the show. Um, Where can people find you on social media and your website? Yeah. So they can find me on Facebook, Angie Gross Coaching. Or they can find me at my website, www.angiegross.com. Awesome. Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know this will help so many moms think differently when it just comes to their weight loss or even their health and fitness journey. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week.